Welcome to this Opening Doors episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevate, where we explore the past people have taken into and through medical affairs. I'm Dr. Kirk Shepard, Chief Medical Officer and Head of Global Medical Affairs Oncology at Azi. And today I'm speaking with Niha Yernani. I met Niha during activities in MAPS and I'm excited for her to tell her story of entry into the pharmaceutical medical affairs. Hi, Niha. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Kirk. How about yourself? Good. Real good. Let's start early in your career, before the attainment of your doctor of pharmacy degree. Like, where did you go to college? Some of the experiences that were important to forming your foundation. And then how did you decide to pursue a PharmD? So I went to pharmacy school in Massachusetts. I knew I wanted to be close to home and I did a six-year program where I did a two-year pre-pharmacy track and then a four-year PharmD. And so part of the reason that I chose um, a PharmD was because I always really liked the sciences. Um, I really liked my chemistry classes. I really liked my biology classes. Um, and I also volunteered in hospitals the entire time I was in high school. Um, and I also got to volunteer in a pharmacy department, really enjoyed my experiences. And part of what was really great about a PharmD was when I was looking at career options, there were so many pathways that you could take with a PharmD. So tell me a little bit about that journey. So you're getting a PharmD. How did you eventually become interested in medical affairs? So the entire time I was in pharmacy school, I was working, I did a lot of research and I was on the e-board for several different organizations. And through that experience, I learned that there were certain things I liked about each of those experiences and other things that I didn't feel like were the ideal fit for me. And so when I was part of e-boards, um, I was inviting a lot of postdoctoral residents and fellows to come in and speak to their experiences. And something that always stood out to me was the fellowships um, and the fellows that were coming in, especially the ones that were talking about medical affairs. Um, I really liked the fact that they were talking about having very patient-centered care and um, the cross-collaborativity. And so that was really interesting to me. And so I'd reach out to some of the fellows that were invited to speak and I would talk to them offline to learn more about what they did and what I could do to gear myself up for a fellowship position as well. Now, interesting enough, you were also a practicing pharmacist, is that right? I was a pharmacy intern um, and I did do that the entire time I was in pharmacy school. So how is, is that important as far as eventually your career in medical affairs? If you think back, if you had not had that experience in pharmacy with patients or whatever, could you have jumped directly from an earlier point in your education to medical affairs and industry? I think so. I, there are a lot of, um, of my fellow students who also did not choose to work. Um, and I think that it is helpful to have work experience because there are a lot of things that are very translational in nature, like being able to pivot very quickly and being able to reprioritize tasks, being able to communicate. But I think that even without those experiences, you can definitely still get into the pharmaceutical industry. But I think I learned a lot from those experiences. A little bit about that, you know, what were the rewards right away? What were the challenges? Uh, just tell me how that went in the beginning. So when I was applying, I um, did do a fellowship at my current company. And 
some of the biggest rewards were also some of my toughest challenges. So um, pharma, I've quickly learned, is a very volatile environment where there are a lot of structural changes and a lot of opportunities to grow. Um, so early on in my career, I realized that there were a lot of changes within the organization that forced me to mature into roles that I hadn't had experience with. And I also had a lot of um, mentors that I could lean on for these experiences. Tell me about some of those opportunities you had, the roles. Um, did you have just one role you concentrated on? Did you have several so when I was applying for fellowships, something that was really important to me was to apply for programs that were fairly general in medical affairs, because I felt like it was really important for me to understand the entire breadth of medical affairs um, and how the different functions within medical affairs all uh, work together, such as medical communications, publications, et cetera. And so with my current fellowship experience, I was able to function through all of medical affairs. Um, and so I was doing everything from creating ad boards to working on Congress planning to working on the strategy for the upcoming year, working with budget. Wow, Miha, you've really had a rich experience. I mean, you have many roles and opportunities you've had an opportunity to actually do. So I'm wondering, as advice to some of your listeners out there, what's the way to go? Is it to focus on one area in medical affairs or to have like you've got a broad base of experiences? I think that's a great question. I think it ultimately depends on the individual. I've had people that have, that I've gone through fellowship experiences with where they knew exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to be MSLs and they wanted two years of experience within that role in their fellowship. Um, I personally wanted more of a general experience where it, I felt like it was really important for me to understand what all these different roles were and how they all bridged together because I felt like for me, it, even if you're in a strategy role and you're coming up with tactics for the upcoming year, it's really important to know what different functions need, such as if you work with MSLs, what kind of resources do they need to best uh, perform and do their job? No, that's a very good point. I think it's really important for us in medical affairs or any function to really understand the partners we're working with. And the only way to do that is to do it. So it sounds like you've had some really wonderful management uh, and mentors that have allowed you to have a broad experience. Absolutely. So let's get down to crunch time here. What would you advise a person to do who's listening now when considering a move into industry or medical affairs? What to you are the three or four, whatever number, important things for them to do? I think some of the most important things that you can do is to learn about the industry itself. Um, and you can do that through podcasts such as this one, through um, different YouTube videos, through talking to different people who are within those roles and opportunities. Um, I think networking is a really important aspect. So I definitely reached out to people when I was in pharmacy school. Um, who were in medical affairs and asked them questions about their day-to-day -day and um, any advice that they had for me. And I also attended a lot of networking opportunities um, that places like MassBio had where you could go in and although it's overwhelming being a student amongst some, several professionals, I think it's a really great way to kind of learn more about them and build those relationships. And I actually got my first 
pharma job through the networking opportunity. And that I think was really essential for my role into a fellowship. So I think there, you never know how life plays out. And I think networking is definitely, definitely very important. Um, Other things that you can do if you are in pharmacy school is applying for internships. And if you have the opportunity to do it, I know not all programs have summers off, but if you are interested in the pharmaceutical industry, getting three or four months of solid experience within that function is very, very critical. And I think you learn a lot about whether it is or it isn't the right fit for you. And also identifying mentors. Um, there have definitely been a lot of people within my particular career path that I resonated very well with. And so whenever I have questions, I still reach out to them and I say, hey, like I'm having this issue, how should I go about it? And they're able to give me advice so that I can learn without failing, which is great. Um, So I think there are a lot of different options and ways to learn about medical affairs. Great insights, Nia. I'm sure that'll be a help to a lot of people who are trying to figure out how to get into medical affairs. Uh, Let me turn the tables now. I mean, we've talked about your experience. You've already gone through the door. You opened it and went through it. I'm in medical affairs. A lot of my colleagues are. What would you suggest for those who are already in medical affairs? What can do to help and support those exploring a new career in medical affairs? I think definitely being open to people reaching out to you and wanting to help. I think that most people do want to help. And so if individuals reach out to you because they're trying to break in or they're trying to learn more about your experiences, being open to them and spending time with them. Other things that we've done within my particular organization is we take co-ops and um, Abbey students. And so we will actually mentor them, show them what medical affairs is like and give them projects that they can be involved in to understand medical affairs. So if there's an opportunity to build programs such as that within the organization, I think that's tremendous to the development of an individual who's interested in medical affairs. Very good. Thank you, Niha. And thank you for sharing your fascinating experience and your insights about opening the door to medical affairs. And best of luck to you as you move forward in your career. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And listeners, if you or your colleagues are interested in exploring a medical affairs career, please visit the career resources page at the MAPS website. That's medical affairs, all one word, lowercase.org, where you can find our intro into medical affairs, e-learning course, and a white paper, plus additional Opening Doors podcast episodes, as well as job listings from industry and partner organization and links to the MAPS Mentorship Program, among many other resources. And we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the MAPS podcast series, Elevate. Thank you.